Hey everyone, and welcome back, or for the first time, to Explore Your Roots. If you are new here, this is the Who Is series, where we highlight the life of an ancestor of mine, and maybe yours too. And this episode today is going to focus on a James Tickner Woods. James became a baker or confectioner. He was a courteous and selfless person and was even interested himself in genealogy. So tune in today to learn more about his life and legacy. Before I start, I just want to invite you all to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and YouTube, and go give our website a look, exploreyourroots.org. We have a lot of fun and interesting content and ideas to share, including new videos, short and fun articles, and more, so go give us a follow. In preparation for this episode, I did a lot of research on family search and was able to find a couple really neat stories about James. Additionally, my dad's cousin Claire has a neat snippet on her website, and I will leave a link to that in the description. So James is my third great-grandfather on my dad's side of the family, and my connection to him begins with me, then goes to my dad, then through his mom, Ruth Ann, then her father, Royal Grant, then his father is James Andrew Woods, then his father is the James Tickner Woods, the topic of this episode. James Tickner Woods was born in Godalming, England on August 27, 1830 to a Henry Woods and Anne Tickner. He was the fourth of seven children and actually grew up in pretty poor conditions. His father was a shoemaker and didn't make much money, and we know that James, when old enough, which I'm guessing is probably early teens, was apprenticed out to learn the confectionery trade. Confectionery usually has to do with sweets and such, and for James this meant like baked goods and breads. When James was in his early 20s, he experienced a sort of spiritual awakening and joined a church. Many of his friends in this church were immigrating to the United States, and so James decided he would go as well, leaving behind everything he knew in search for opportunity, adventure, and community. So he traveled from Godalming to Liverpool, and then boarded the ship Windermere, headed for New Orleans, Louisiana, on February 22, 1854. The boat ride was a bit rough, smallpox broke out, and many became infected. They also encountered some rough seas and sleepless nights. However, it was on this journey that James was to meet his future wife. And Annie Chandler had also boarded the Windermere along with her family, and it is written that the two fell in love on the boat. From New Orleans, James continued on with the majority of the Windermere Company on to Salt Lake City, Utah. On the trail out west, James and Annie finalized their relationship and were married on July 5, 1854, in Pemiscot, Missouri. Once they arrived to Utah, James and Annie settled in Parowan, Utah, which is in southern Utah, north of Zion's National Park. It was here that James and Annie began to have children, and they had eight total, one of which was adopted. Of those eight, only three lived to adulthood. James Andrew, of whom I come through, was the firstborn in 1859. Then Ellen came in 1863, but passed away shortly after. Then James and Annie adopted Cornelia Van Dam, and I'll get into that story in a bit. Then Annie was born in 1868. Then the next four children born all died within a year or two of being born, and they were Amy in 1870, Grace in 1873, Elizabeth in 1874, and Elizabeth Bessie in 1876. 
Sometime in the early 1860s, James moved his family back up to Salt Lake City, Utah. It was there that their second child was born and died shortly after birth. At this time, many people were migrating out west, specifically to Salt Lake City, usually in a cart train. On one of those trains, a Cornelia Van Dam was born to parents who had just left all they had in their homeland of the Netherlands to immigrate to the United States. In crossing the plains to go out west, these parents died due to extreme exposure and lack of access to proper care, leaving their young children all under the age of 11. Luckily, there were some great people in this cart train that helped the children, including the newborn Cornelia, travel the rest of the way on to Salt Lake City. Once there, the community sprang into action to help find these children homes. At this time, James and Annie had just lost a child and somehow got put in contact with these people trying to find a home for these children. In the end, James and Annie happily took in the newly born Cornelia Van Dam and raised her as their own. Although they never legally adopted her, they loved and cared for her all the same. While in Salt Lake City, James and Annie reportedly saw the last spike driven in the construction of the Union Pacific Railroad connecting the East and West and ushering in a new era. Since James was a confectioner and baker, he opened up a bakery on East 1st South Street. With his bakery, he donated bread to local churches every Sunday for their sacraments and also baked goods that he gave to local widows every Saturday. In 1876, James went along with several other families in the area to migrate down to Arizona. After a few years, they ended up in Woodruff, Arizona. At this time, James was 46 years old. Eight years later, in 1884, and while still in Woodruff, many people in his local congregation were leaving to be missionaries, James included. James was called to be a missionary in Great Britain, and it would be his first time returning to his homeland since he had left when he was only 22. Although James was poor, he was able to find a way to pay and provide his way, and his family was taken care of. In Great Britain, James became very interested in genealogy and decided to take advantage of being in his homeland and learn and record all he could about his own family and ancestors. In essence, James became interested in genealogy and recorded as much as he could. After being gone for two years, James returned home in 1886. After the long journey from Britain to Woodruff, Arizona, James found his home empty. His wife Annie and adopted child Cornelia had both succumbed to typhoid fever and had not been able to get word to him. Being empty, James decided to sell all he had in Arizona and move back up to Utah. Once back in Utah and being a 56-year-old widower, James decided to take up a new wife. He met an Allie Young, and the two were married in 1887, and had one child together who was named Pearl. Unfortunately, this marriage did not last long, and shortly after, the two were divorced. Perhaps still longing for companionship, James decided to marry again, and in 1890, he married a Mary Thomas. Sadly, Mary died a year following their marriage, again leaving James a widower. After this, James stayed single, and I believe he continued his passion and profession of being a baker. On April 15, 1913, James Tickner Woods succumbed to his old age of 82. In an account believed to be written by his daughter Annie, she writes that he was one of those rare types, one of nature's gentlemen. He was charitable, kind, courteous, and thoughtful of others. In my investigation of James, I think I learned that he really was a selfless and charitable person. He always believed and hoped that good things were to come, and he made great sacrifices and leaps that others could benefit and prosper. 
What a great example James was. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this episode, and I again encourage you all to investigate your own family history and to share the cool things you find. And don't forget to give us a thumbs up and subscribe to us here on YouTube and Apple Podcasts, as well as checking out our new website, exploreyourroots.org, where we post cool side stories and history, and go give our social media accounts a follow.